right, guys, welcome back to another week of the Wrecking Crew podcast. Uh, we got Noah here and Will, and we're going to be talking to through his sites outdoors. Um, go check them out on Instagram um, and all their other platforms. Uh, as always, give some likes and uh, follows to our sponsors, Three Rivers Coffee Company, uh, Rectifier Choke Tubes, Conviction Game Calls. Serious <laughs> Wind Indicators Apex. and Apex Protein Snacks. Thank y'all, guys. Hope y'all enjoy. It. All right, now we're rolling. Awesome. We All hope, right, we hope. We hope we'll know when we pull the cards. We'll out. see what we're recording over once we get done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, welcome back to another week of the Wrecking Crew podcast. Um, this week we got, uh, I, I guess, the two of the members of Through His Sight. Outdoors, am I right? Uh, yep, through the sights outdoors. Yep. All right, because I do not have a notepad with me here. Um, and uh, I let them introduce y'all's self, uh, or let them introduce their self, not y'all's self. Introduce their selves and Showing that uh, Auburn education there. I, I tell my kids every day that they do. I do. They did not teach us how to spell, and they don't <laughs> teach you how to write. I said we write the way a scientist writes. That's whatever the professor tells you to write. There's <laughs> 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 no such thing as a. I said y'all can take that APA and MLA format and throw it out that door if you're going into a science. A, a, a science background because that ain't the way they write. Uh, <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> I said, they, That's why they, we use Chicago as history, guys. <laughs> oh, so we got the they're out of Ohio. We got we got these guys on this week, uh, and we're gonna let them tell y'all a little bit about what uh, through his sites is, what their goal is, what what it's all about, how they got started. So I'll let them take it away for a minute. Uh, I'll just introduce myself. Uh, I'm Marvin. Um, as they mentioned, we are based out of Ohio. Um, currently, right now, we're missing uh, members Donald and Nick, um, but we also have Ben on here as well. So, Ben, I'll let you introduce yourself. Hey, um, this is Ben here. Um, we have, uh, we're through his sites based out of. Um, all over Ohio, really. Uh, Marvin and I are located in central Ohio, about an hour north of Columbus. And then um, Nick and Donald are up in northern Ohio, uh, kind of a little bit south and west of the Cleveland area. Um, we got started um, with another uh, member through his sites, uh, but he's no longer part of our group. Um, we wanted to do um, something with the outdoors where we um, – where we wanted to share our faith um, and our, our Christianity with the world and our love of the outdoors as well. And that's kind of how everything got rolling. Um, and so I, um, my buddy and I reached out to Marvin. Marvin reached out to, to Nick and Donald, and we kind of got rolling there. But that's kind of how Through His Sights got started was uh, sharing our faith, sharing our love of the outdoors, and our, our love of family and friends as well. That's kind of how we all got started. Yeah, I would I would have to piggyback off of that and say that for me personally, I saw it through his sights as just being a group of individuals who love the outdoors and just wanted to get a little bit deeper in our faith. Like like Bub said or like Ben said, um, 
spreading it to the world. Um, I know for me personally, it's been an everlasting experience. Um, just getting a little bit deeper in the faith. Actually, since joining through his sites, I was um, able to get baptized and different things like that. So it's really opened my eyes to those different experiences of what it means to be a true Christian. That, that's yeah, and since I was the one that baptized you too. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, that that's that's an awesome story, and that's that's kind of where uh, Wrecking Crew Outdoors uh, got its base. Uh, is we're we're very strong Christians. Uh, yes, we fail every day without a doubt, but uh, we are very strong, and we wanted to share our faith. And really, the podcast got started by doing a Bible study on Facebook every week. We probably did that for. A year. Probably a year. Yeah, and then Every, we said, once a week we'd get on Facebook Live and do a Bible study, and we did wow. that for probably a year. And it turned into, hey, let's, let's do a, awesome. pod, a podcast and talk to other people from, I mean, we've talked to people from all all over. Yeah, we've talked to people high up in the yeah. <laughs> outdoor industry to, to just guys like us and y'all that are, oh, if you look at Insta, Instagram famous people, we've talked to some of the people that are the, forefront of the outdoor industry and the instagram such as the the um southern boys outdoors kenyon bankston which he pretty much started the whole social media craze uh, and then uh we've talked to we've talked to some guys that own some big a lot of guys from y'all's area <laughs> we we have you know it's it's actually surprising how many outdoors companies there are are that are in this area ohio michigan pennsylvania you know there's there's a lot of outdoors companies around here oh yeah we, we found that real i think there for a couple of weeks it was somebody from indiana ohio pennsylvania area every other week uh exactly and, and and our goal when we first started this out was to talk to these guys that are like us uh, we've been doing wrecking crew outdoors now probably almost 10 years and then uh if you look back podcast now for two two years and we've been filming and everything else but it it's it, we ain't doing it for fame or money we're doing it to like y'all said share our faith exactly with a group and doing it like nobody i don't think nobody's ever put it better than if you we had uh, Robbie Coger on two weeks ago with Blood Origins, and if you if you listen to Will Primo's Blood Origin story, he says this is he gets so much out of the outdoors and his spiritual walk with our Savior and God through the outdoors. He said he gets it at church, but he has to have that aspect of it too, and that same thing with us. I, I feel just. I need that group of people at church, but I also need my time in the outdoors to get my the, my spiritual yep. feeding or, like I said, your bread of life there. Yep. Yep. 100%. And I haven't, like I said, that, I think he puts it better than anybody. Uh, but that's kind of where we got our start, just trying to, and trying to let people shine a light on the guys that ain't uh, got a hundred thousand followers on instagram and that and kind of grow their their <laughs> right kind of grow their uh organization or business or whatever it is um up it's because it's me my brother-in-law here noah uh it's pretty much me noah and my dad 
we've got a big group, but the ones that kind of run things are us three, um, and, and kind of right. kind of look you know, look for what we need to do more. We we also run a deer processor and taxidermy business, and that's that kind of got our foot in the door with a that's lot awesome. of people. Um, but well, nice. I would I would agree that through his sites, you know, we have a core group of like four guys that really you know, run things or, or are the forefront of through his sites. But we have so many individuals that we hunt with and fish with and, and are with on a daily basis that we would consider any, any single one of them brothers and sisters of through his sites. Oh, yes. Uh, that's, that's how, uh, that's, yep. that's the way we look at it. Cause we, we've got a big extended group and I, and I feel like y'all talk about the uh, you would be surprised how many outdoor industries up there in Ohio. I feel like that's happening here, yeah. <laughs> in, just in our yeah. area, because we started out ten years ago, and now they're just starting to pop up here and there. And some of them are our buddies even uh, now. And we try to grow that yeah. friendship across the state, is across the states and uh, within our state to uh, grow that network and uh, that we help each other out or hey everybody on here we've invited to come down and either hunt with us or bow fish with us or something uh so that invites extended to everybody we're as long as we got time to do it our schedules are about like y'all's i know one of you a football coach and that so i know how your schedules are Ours right actually both of us are coaches we've coached on the same football team so <laughs> i tell so so do you teach too yeah, I, I teach physical education and health at, at the high school. Um, and so I, I try to stay involved as much as possible with that as well. Uh, how, uh, how old? Yeah, but I... Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I'm, and I'm in the middle of school. I teach. Uh, he's in the high school, and um, we both coach. He and uh, – Marvin here actually might be done coaching football because he's probably going to get the head base coaching job. Oh, so man. he'll be a lot more free in the fall to go hunt. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a plus. <laughs> oh, and I thought y'all season starts earlier than ours, I guess. By the time our bow season's starting, our our football season's coming to – well, heck, by the time gun season's here in Alabama, our football season is – our high school football season is done. Uh, we, we don't have no pretty much yeah, other – unless yeah, you're our, in the playoffs, you're done. Yeah. Yeah, our bow season definitely starts a little bit early. Um, it actually starts, I believe, the 25th of next month. Um, yep, that's right. And it, it runs pretty long. And actually this year um, – We've had some issues in the area with CWD, the chronic wasting disease. Oh, yeah. And they've been doing a little bit with the counties around us opening up a gun season, a gun weekend that's before the normal Ohio gun week. Um, so the hunting around here is actually going to be a little bit different this year because we're not allowed to hunt over bait piles in specific counties. And um, it, uh, like I said, they're opening that extra gun weekend. So it's going to be a little bit different to see. It's going to be weird to see how the deer are going to react this year. Well, I'm sitting here looking at our um, Department of Natural Resources, like, I guess, regulation book that they give out every year. 
We had CWD. CWD. Dang, son. Listen, I talk all day long and I yell 90% of that. <laughs> or actually, the first half of the day, I don't. First half of the day, I don't yell. And then the last half of the day, I got seniors and I'll yell all day. <laughs> oh, I feel good until I have them. Preach. <laughs> the laziest human beings on earth. <laughs> oh. Yep. But no, they, uh, I have, uh, we had CWD detected in the Northwest part of the state and they have went so far as to, and that's something I'd like to talk to y'all about since we're on here and we CWD got brought up the differences in what we're doing compared to y'all. Yeah. There's no bait allowed in that area, but we have opened, it's pretty much open season. <laughs> And you kill whatever you want to kill, whatever and as many as you want to. Uh, there's no daily limits. Really, you shoot everything wow. you see. <laughs> well, I can go on, on a limb and say that is not nearly the case here in Ohio. <laughs> not nearly the case. Nope. Now, now we do have um, a nope. We have a more liberal season than probably most states. We we got three. We do have three bucks, uh, but we're unlimited. Yeah, dough. We yeah. are unlimited dose. Um, uh, but they have opened this area up to kill everything. Uh, their their first thing when we first tested CWD, their, before we tested CWD, was they was wanting to bring the state in and pretty much eradicate the area. Uh, and since this right. has been going on, they've tested a total of two deer with CWD in our state in that same area, but they've not tested anymore even with the – and every deer in that area has to be tested, and it can't leave that area. Oh, wow. So so, so of the thousands of deer that are getting shot, only two have been found positive with the CWD. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <Jeez. laughs> okay. Oh, I know. So the reason, I think the reason why we're doing it this way, um, there was a case, there's another area farther north and east of us towards, uh, over towards uh, Worcester and Canton, Ohio, where, uh, they had CWD and they quarantined everything there for uh, five years. And they, they took, I think they ended up testing like 30 some deer. And when they found no cases after like the second year, um, they lifted that quarantine zone. So now if you shoot a, a deer within the, the CWD zone around us, if you shoot it, you have to take it in and get tested there's there's no questions asked and i think the zone's going to be in place for like another five years mm. so now see I, I don't know exactly now see based on your guys's um regulations on what was going on with the cwd compared to ours i personally almost felt as if uh odnr's regulation kind of made it to where it made people not want to hunt it made people not want to get out there and and shoot anything due to the stipulations and and hula hoops that we had to run like jump through like we had to get our deer tested but like the testing sites weren't very clear between specific days if you shot a deer you had to bring it to a specific place and it was it was very it was very um unknown on the of the things you had to do in the process of killing a deer within those zones yeah see ours when, when cwd first got big I know states have had it for uh, some states, but when Alabama implemented the you can't bring a deer unless it's deboned, and we're running a deer processor, well, half of them didn't do that. 
Um, half. half a heck, we have a former game warden that's now our sheriff that brought a whole deer on the back of his truck from Illinois. Um, <laughs> not, 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 I'm talking about a year out of being the game warden. <laughs> but and then they sit there and they said our our legislation is in montgomery our department's in montgomery at the state capitol well the big hunting club you said you hunted tuscaloosa mobile the big hunting clubs the big money is in that area uh up in north alabama we we've got probably bigger deer we grow bigger deer up in this area i would say it's just our land is broke up worse, so there ain't as big a hunting club as it's mostly private land. And I don't know what the theory, I don't know why they done it like this, but pretty much yeah. they didn't try to stop hunting in Alabama and discouraging people. But the laws that were in place was kind of discouraging people going out of state and trying to – Yeah. Because a lot of your guys, especially here in North Alabama, had stopped getting in clubs down south – and saving their money going to Ohio, going to Illinois, Indiana, uh, Kentucky. Well, that uh, now let's try to discourage them and make it a little bit more because they've even went so far to um, even like a deer head. You shoot a deer, it has to be preserved or it has to be skinned out completely. And when they started this uh, velvet hunts, well, the first, the second year they no the first year Tennessee done a velvet hunt. Our state came out a day before the velvet hunt. Most of these guys are already in Tennessee, and said not in the regulation books, not even on the laws. And they came out on Facebook. And the State Department said and said you are not allowed to bring your velvet antlers back into the state without them being fully taxidermied wow. or preserved. <laughs> wow and my dad's getting calls from everybody and their brother and now we're friends with what four game wardens heck one game warden goes on every trip my dad goes on with him uh, and they're next door neighbors to us and he told him he said he said you be he said if you try to chase me he said you'll run me all the way to florida if you try to take my antlers away from me coming back state. <laughs> and he works for him <laughs> he said you won't catch exactly. me he said but uh but that that and we had everybody calling us. Dad even called the state. He said, "Now how does that make?" They said, "Because the he said it ain't like they're throwing them antlers on the side of the road, like they would be bones and that. If that's where it comes from, like they would be bones and that." He said, "Well, the the biologist said, well, it's because of the blood." So he said, "He Dad said, why don't you come out here and test our ground with all this deer blood on it and tell me how much CWDs out here?" He said, "Cause every cooler them guys bring back full of meat has got blood is bloody water that we dump out here on our ground." Exactly. <laughs> they didn't give an answer. Exactly. He, he was kind of like, eh, right. I don't. And I'm like, it's all it, at that point. It seemed like, hey, we're just trying to discourage people. The politics were in play in Montgomery, and we trying to discourage people from going out of state. Yeah, yeah, and bringing anything in. Yeah, make it harder on that guy. Let's try to let's the, try the to. The part pull that was very out. muddy for me. The part that was very muddy for me. So, where we hunt at, they, we have a lot of public land that I live next to in Marion County, which is a red zone for the CWD. 
but then we have some private land that we hunt in Union County that is literally not even 30 minutes apart from each other. In one of these counties, I can't hunt over bait, but in the other one, I can't. It's like, it's it's so ridiculous how the, the radius is just crazy. Are they, here's another question. This is the difference between Alabama and different other. Are they actually cutting it off by counties or are they just throwing a radius out there? It's by county. It's by oh. county. <laughs> Because they can't cross county line. So like our our yep. bag limits our bag limits are different by county. So like so in Union County you can take up to it's still one buck, but you can take up to like two or three does. But then one county over you can take still one buck up to like four does. Yeah. And and we're like in our area we are we're in an area where we can hit like three counties within a five minute drive. Yeah. So, and then you're also limited for, I think, what is it, eight deer total for the year, Marv? Eight or nine? Yep, yep it's eight. I'm, I'm almost positive it's eight for the year. No, our, ours is, we're right here on the map. It's not even covered. One county is, uh, it goes up to Highway 43, like them deer ain't crossing Highway 43. But we can we can bait on the other side of Highway 43. <laughs> huh. <laughs> we ain't even going county <laughs> lines, man. Where, like I said, I just have. Man, I just have a hard time just justifying that. I don't know. And I know that it's it's people trying to make a difference, trying to figure out a solution. But at the same time, you look at it and it's like most of the time it's people that aren't in the woods or people that aren't that don't know firsthand what's going on. They're just, you know, trying to make legislation to hopefully make a difference. Oh, I, I'm a, we're 100 percent there because. My my roommate in college, he's a biologist for the state now, and he 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 does the same. He told me the same thing, and our game warden buddy, he said it's ridiculous when it comes to the laws, how it has to be passed, and we've even got zones. We got one zone that comes literally like. <laughs> We got a zone that comes up into one county, probably a mile, and then it cuts off at that road, at, uh, at a road in the county bordering us. Like one county gets to start October one hunting, but across the road, directly across the road, and it's not even a main highway, it's a county road. Across that road, uh, they they can't start till October fifteenth. <laughs> <laughs> we're like right guys <laughs> it's just it's little silly things like that <laughs> little silly things like that but I said, it's like, stuff that you know we've been dealing with that kind of stuff for for years on then you know that's stuff that my dad and my grandpa and and probably my great grandpa have been complaining about is just the different rules and regulations that really don't make sense but they're there and they always have been there and we don't know if they'll ever disappear <laughs> well yeah and that's one thing here in alabama We've always had a liberal season, and there, there's there's a handful of us, our, our group included here, that is pushing for more regulations on us. Uh, we we took in, uh, I think, 1,400 deer last year. We take in about, I think the most we took in is 2,000. Uh, we take in around 15 to 2,000 deer a year for process and around wow. two, right at 200 shoulder mounts a year. But and they come from all over. They just don't come from Alabama. We're fifteen minutes from the Georgia line, so we get a lot of deer from Georgia. Um, right, right. But yeah, 
we we're sitting here let let's they the all the hunters complain well we ain't like ohio because they, they think of ohio indiana illinois all them big buck states but we got that potential i said most of our deer come from that area uh, yeah. when we got re- restocked i said we got that potential but our problem is is we got a 90 day rifle season um and three bucks a year and, right and three bucks a year uh, i said and these deer get shot all year long <laughs> yep yep and i think and i think things like that i mean obviously they definitely make a difference like you said when you think of ohio you're thinking of big bucks and, and different things like that so um I mean, yeah, no, no, some, no, some people in Ohio can complain and say, you know, why can I only shoot three deer this year or why can I only shoot four deer this year? But at the end of the day, when you're looking at it from an outsider's perspective, a lot of people are like wanting to go to Ohio, wanting to go to Michigan, wanting to go to Pennsylvania. And it's like we're sitting in a really good spot where we're at here. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's like I said, we got areas that are good. Uh and, and I get why the state, it, it's going to be tricky if we ever go to something like that because our deer were stocked from different regions of the country. We got three right. We got three to four distinct different ruts, not a post or true ruts, not a post or a pre. It's, if you're in our area, it's thanks or no, it's two weeks after Thanksgiving to Christmas. If you're in two, a county down from us along the Georgia line, you're opening in the bow season, open away in November, um, right there in the first of November. And then if you're South Alabama or West Alabama, you're in January. Uh, so you'd have to break it right. up in the zone mm-hmm. if you're going to throw that. We're going to do a 30-day gun season or a 15-day gun season. You have to put them in a zone according to the ruts more than likely, but – that's a long way off, and they would yeah. cause a really uh, – it would cause an uproar. Oh, yeah, it'd cause a ruckus <laughs> for sure. Yep. Our, our rut hits at the very – in the very middle of bow season is when our rut always hits up here in central Ohio. So hmm. we – late, late October, first, second week of November is when the rut hits for us. We don't get yep. until December. Yeah, I usually always see my biggest deer and my best opportunities about November 11th is usually that day. For some reason, I don't know what it is, that day specifically. Oh. Veterans Day? Yep, November 11th is usually my the day that, for some reason, it just rings for me every single time. And we're all off that day. <laughs> it, exactly. <laughs> see, ours, it's hard to pinpoint because of, which we got a large doe number. Uh very high doe rate, buck to doe ratio, uh, and but we're pulling fetuses out of that Georgia line early, like they were born muzzleloader season, which comes in a week before rifle season. Some into the last week of bow season, which comes in, which is two weeks before rifle season. We're pulling fetuses in January that we're dating back to then, uh, and then you of course I don't want to shoot a doe then. I said, well, that's a reproductive doe whether you shoot her then or or during both season, whatnot. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's a, exactly. It, it, that's not a big, to me, that's not the biggest issue. It's, hey, we need, let's, and I know everybody, I'm not one to say, hey, you need to shoot big bucks because as my kid goes hunting, I'm going to let him shoot whatever comes out. 
uh usually first but I, i'm also one hey if we can if we cut back that rifle season we're we're gonna see a, a older age class because you get a deer over three and a half year old in alabama you're you're doing something yeah for sure <laughs> you got a lot of land <laughs> yep definitely 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 and it's a uh but yeah and that's that's the funny part is around here there it's nothing to see a four-year-old five-year-old buck i mean n- me bub nick ben we all have pictures on camera of bucks that are three to five years old every single one of us do this year alone yeah like it, it's nothing to see the five-year-old buck i mean and that that comes with that 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 benefit slash does it hurt you that you only get to kill one buck a year yeah it makes you so much more selective is is at the end of the day it makes you so selective like you see a deer that you've been seeing on camera all year long and you know his pattern perfectly and you see him timed up at the right time and you're like man i don't know if he's the one that i want this year or not <laughs> yep you, we get just on the on the main property we have we have three right now that we're like okay if we see him do we take him if we see him do we take him like what like what you, 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 like marvin said you got to be super selective because there's one time where you want to pull the trigger on that that maybe that number two buck but right behind him might be number one coming so you're you're always kind of second guessing yourself is this the one is this the one well and that's the reason that i mean places like ohio and indiana and stuff like that grow bigger deer is because people are more selective you're only getting one deer a year so a lot of people's not gonna waste it on a two-year-old buck whereas around here you can shoot three bucks a year first two and a half year old deer that walks out most of the people around here is going to pop if you abide by the law yeah i mean three if you abide by the law when we you, say some of these people you, are like i'm pretty sure you've shot four when you can, yeah when you can carry a gun 90 days out of the year uh a lot of them ain't going to abide by the law just, uh, a gunshot's it's, a gunshot yeah, yeah. <laughs> it ain't like take to, most of our right. hunters are which i know y'all's area most of y'all seasons both season um and I imagine y'all are probably avid archery hunters, uh, but our hunters, as yeah. soon as they, as soon as it comes gun season, that bow, if they even bow hunt, that oh. bow gets through yeah. to till, the closet till next October. And then me and Noah's out here. We'll take a bow till the end of season. It'll Sunday. be snowing in January, and we'll be sitting out there with a bow like a bunch of ding dongs. Yeah, <laughs> we get to hunt. I would, I would go on a limb and say most hunters in Ohio are probably bow hunters first i, I would I, I mean like i said that's a guesstimate i would probably go on a limb and say that most of them are bow hunters first then gun hunters i know a lot of guys that are even around this area that don't even gun hunt they don't even enjoy gun hunting like they the only time they pull a gun out is if it's turkey season or if they're waterfowl hunting or anything like that oh yeah that, and that's that's our passion me and noel both grew up shooting bows competitively and hunting and that uh, archery is our passion that's where i i live at he, we went to africa and i, I really and we go back to africa in 2025 and i'm really debating on whether to take my gun or not depends or take my bow or not with my gun uh depends uh, on our you better have a rifle yeah you you just ain't gonna be dead set on you're just taking a rifle most no, of i was gonna say you better take something with you yeah <laughs> <laughs> i go ahead and tell you i love shooting bows as much as the next i shot tournaments for years i worked in the pro shop oh homeboy when he goes back to africa in 25 is gonna have a rifle 
because that's a whole different hunting over there. You ain't gonna pick up one of Louis, uh, <laughs> Louis crossbows if he sits you in a blind. Well, I mean, if I sit in a blind, but yeah, you, if I'm you know, sitting in a blind, I'm, you know I'm my hunting style in Africa is yeah. pretty much sitting in the back of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> we we went to africa in march and he i walked for four days without killing nothing uh walked my tail off and uh noah, rode in the back of the truck noah rode in the back of a truck <laughs> and then killed a a uh pretty much a, a record book kudu for free <laughs> and i'm like dang boy wow that is awesome <laughs> That is awesome. That was pure. That was pure luck. So that was. <laughs> I didn't know what I was shooting at. He just said shoot, and I said okay. That's that's one of my one of my big goals within like if I gave myself like a ten year, like frame of what do I want to do when it comes to being in the outdoors. Um, I'm not gonna sit here and say that I'm gonna go out of the country anytime soon, but I want to experience out west hunting one time within the next five to ten years. I I want to go out west and really don't have a game plan of what I want to shoot or and what, like, who I'm going to go with. But it's always something that I've just been in awe You don't take me with you, and we're going to have words. Hey, well, <laughs> you better pack your stuff up. We're going. <laughs> well, let me tell you all, if you, if you want some info, just shoot me a message. Uh, because Keith can find you. Yeah, my dad. It, we don't get – once rifle season kicks off, which is open the week, but weekend before Thanksgiving – Till February 15th, which is the – no, February 10th, yeah. which is the last day of rival season, we are slammed. We, we're we taking in 20 to – 20 to 30 deer a day. Yeah, on a minimum. And some some Saturdays we may not 40 to 50. Uh, wow. And we're, all we can do is pretty much eat, sleep, and we don't eat very much, but we sleep uh, some um, and stay here. We're open 24-7 and we we don't get to hunt a lot so when when gun when deer season's over after both season when deer season's over we, we're looking for somewhere to go uh dad just got back from killing a pronghorn in new mexico yesterday yesterday <laughs> and uh he he's always looking for something to do because we don't we don't spend it with that being said though we don't spend the money on whitetail uh that we did five six years since we got as busy as we do we we're not baiting as much or we're not putting out bait piles as much uh we're still planting food plots and greens and still have our land but but we're not focused on running as many trail cameras we're we'll run trail cameras up to both season this year and we're probably going to yank them out of the tree because we ain't got the time once we start hunting we ain't got the time to go back in the woods no more uh, with jobs and meat processing because me and Noah both work. I'll teach and he's, right. a, he's a nurse. And then every second the sun's up or we try to plant it Most around the, the, sun's, the, sun ain't up. the sun's down, uh, we're we're in the shop either cooking or helping cut meat or something. Uh, so right. we, we planned that hunt and we got lucky enough last year to – win a free hunt to Noah won a free hunt to Africa um and my and my when my dad had already booked a hunt to Africa but not with our outfitter and uh he'd already been once he booked another hunt and he he wanted to go back I had a hunt booked with a different outfitter and a bunch of guys want to hunt with this drawing because it was COVID and they was just trying to get people back over there they just had opened up their gates and right. this outfitter said 
everybody was skeptic because it's a free hunt that dad knew that was going. And he said, well, he offered him a deal. He said, the hunt you got with him, he said, I'll give it, give it to you for the same price minus the deposit. He said, you've already sent him. Don't worry about the deposit. He said, I'll cover it if you'll come with me. That way, that way you can figure out what I'm all about, get to know me. It was him and our outfitter, Louie, for 10 days. 10 days, just them two. Dad got to stay at his house versus staying on – and stayed on the ranches and everything and got to really – pretty much became business partners now or not really business partner dad pushes hunts for him but they he don't get no cut off of that they just other than animals he don't get he don't get cash money he don't yeah he gets a better deal real good deal on some animals when you bring 20 guys in a group (laughs) he's gonna cut you a better deal than he does everybody that brings just that one person but he, dad went over he said this is legit took back eight guys in the first of march end of february end of february first of march uh, they killed 60 something animals in 10 days uh between the eight guys um and then four and of hunted us. hard for them but they killed them uh wow four of us went and we killed 18 at in six end, days at the end of march at the end of march and my butt when i say i hunted four, i hunted four days without pulling the trigger and uh it, it's yeah you're gonna see animals but it ain't just shooting fish in a barrel either <laughs> hey, no we, i bet we hunted yeah over thirty thousand acres yeah all of them combined yeah. one, one place where uh, i was at was sixteen seventeen thousand acres yeah and, and it's it, not thick good but, uh, you're not joking when you say hunting out the back of the truck no oh, yeah, yeah. You, if you didn't hunt over ground. if you didn't hunt uh, the smallest ranch we hunted was eight yeah something like that eight thousand acres if you didn't hunt out the back of a truck, you're not going to cover ground. You got to cover ground to no. be successful. Right. Like we'd even get on the back of a truck, ride around, see what we can see, and then drop you off and start trying to trying to stalk. And that's when the walking comes in. And yeah, I tried to avoid that part. Noah had none of that part. Uh, it, the one thing we did different was we spotlighted uh, dockers. Uh, dockers are tiny tin in africa they're little bitty things and you, that's how they kill them a lot of times that you either hunt them in a blind at night spotlighting them pretty much because they come out they're nocturnal or you hunt them over sunflower mm. fields and we rode around in the back of a truck and i thought oh this is gonna be easy first thing i shoot at uh no yeah that's the first thing i shoot at wouldn't it first thing you killed that's the first thing i shot at too no i shot at the, i shot the kudu first yeah we just didn't find it yet or hadn't found it yet till this day. Um, but uh, I shot the docker. Or we we freaking rode around and for hours. Well, we seen. We were thinking, you know, this is Alabama. There's you see deer all over the place, especially with a lot. We're thinking we're gonna go ride the edge of these fields. This'll right. This will be, if you be quick. Hell yeah. Yeah, this will be quick. I mean, there's we're just we rode till freaking midnight. We're just running cut sunflower fields, and after about three hours of not shooting anything, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> there was three people planning on shooting that night. And we pulled the trigger one time. One time, went, I sat in the front of the truck in the cab, and I was just about asleep. And they and the bad thing was, is it wasn't that we wasn't seeing them. We wasn't seeing males, uh, males or big males. And, and heck, I shot my docker. I'm talking about this. Swamp rabbit's probably bigger than this animal. And I shot him at about 200-something yards. <laughs> and he he jumped, 
and I'm like, I know I hit him. I heard the bullet hit. I'm shooting a freaking gun with a silencer on it. And um, I heard the bullet hit, and I was like, they said, and my PH said, good hit. And um, they go out there, keep walking, keep walking. Yeah, it was a lot further than it looked. <laughs> but when he hit the ground, you couldn't see him. <laughs> You can barely see him standing up. Wow. uh, But we thought that when we got done with mine, that was the end of the docker hunt. Yeah. They said, anybody else want to kill one? Nope. We want to go to bed. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm ready for sleep. I'm ready for some sleep. (laughs) They said, because we may ride another three hours without shooting one. Nope. Wow. But that that was an experience. Just different experiences, just getting outside and just great experiences. Even not seeing anything, being out there and just soaking that in was probably awesome. And, and talking about going back to the base of where we started at with um, being Christ-like and be, being with Christians, that that was that's one thing good about our outfitters. He he's he's a good Christian man. Now they speak a little bit different than a lot of us. <laughs> they speak a lot of different. <laughs> Some yeah, of the words yeah. that we consider the, are are. Right. Our cuss words, they don't think are cuss words, but uh, but once you and I've got a friend that she missionaries over, and she said, "Oh, they say that word in church." <laughs> she said that they don't look. Oh. Good. <laughs> if you said that word in church around here, somebody punch you in the head. Because they may try to do exorcism on. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> but that's just—I mean, it's different culture, different. It's just different culture, right? Yeah. Right. But yeah, it but was the guy a, that we hunt with, a yeah, upstanding guy. Good Christian guy. I mean, you eat three meals a day and you pray every time before you eat over there. I mean, that's just how he is. But I mean, I don't guess it's cussing to them. But first day or two he's over there, I was like, my God. <laughs> I was like, this guy lets them fly. <laughs> but that's how they all talk. They don't let all of them fly. They let one word fly. One word. One particular word. <laughs> that that word is just their normal everyday word. <laughs> And uh, they don't say many other words. It's called cultural context right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. Sure. Uh, it was a culture shock. But and one thing, heck, we we've Noah wasn't even planning. He wanted to go back, but he wasn't planning on going uh, in twenty twenty five with all of us. And by God, if he didn't, uh, I want another free hunt. He won another doggone free hunt, and and it was a he uh, he won it. Well, it I'm was, a, I'm. A, I'm going to give you some money so that you can win me some. <laughs> hey, I know the guy. Hey, he, if we if we told you prices to just hunt in Africa for six days, <laughs> and meals included, you, you'd you probably wouldn't up. want a free hunt. You'd probably just book it. Uh, we're talking like $850, Wow, uh, That's six days, meals included, other than your plane ticket. And, wow. Uh, you see, that's so surprising. That's so surprising when you think of something like that. You think it's going to be thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to to get something like that done. Oh yeah, but I wouldn't go over it with just that much, because you're going to want to shoot more than what's in. Yeah, you start pockets. driving around and seeing these animals. You're like, hey, how much does that cost? I want to shoot that thing too. <laughs> you're like, hey, you you you. That's one thing we booked out to 2025 is so we, we can rat hole some money and uh, be able to go. But uh, getting off Africa, do, you, right. do y'all ever hunt out of Ohio any? Y'all still there? 
like I said, I used to come down when I was, I started going to Alabama when I was eight years old. And the last time that I went, I was probably 14. Um, and that was my big out of state hunt for me and my family. Um, besides that, I have not hunted outside of Ohio at all. It's only been Ohio for me. Now I know, um, Donald Johnson, our, our buddy for through his sites, he does a very big pheasant hunt all the way in Iowa. Him and a bunch of his his buddies, they go all the way to Iowa and they do a real big pheasant hunt out there in public land. And they've been doing that for years. I know that because I know some of the guys that he goes with too. That's been a years down the road tradition that they've been doing that. And he still is keeping that up. So other than that though, I don't know if any of us do some out of state hunting. I don't Ben, I don't you don't, do you? Uh, I have hunted within a ten mile radius of my home my entire life. Dang. <laughs> Every, everything's been within 10 miles of home. If I, I'm trying to think here, the farthest, I got to think. Yeah, yeah, about 10 miles from, from my hometown is where I've done all my hunting. Well, maybe maybe within Marion County or Delaware County. I, we're based in Union, but that's that's basically it. So I've, I, I haven't hardly been out of the county for all my hunting. So, mm. yeah. Well, ours hunted around here a whole life and then when i got into college we went on a uh what is it? conservation goose snow goose hunt up in arkansas and uh, we've done that for a few years i'd like to keep doing start back doing it uh because deer season's over and we get to leave this area but then we go to the nwtf every year spend the weekend up there so that kind of cuts that out uh sometimes uh right but it's a um i didn't think we were focused around here and then dad started going off and then we we've all kind of i've got to hunt in texas arkansas uh mm-hmm. that's about it in the states for me dad's hunted every state for turkeys almost out west he's gonna try to start hunting yeah the eastern states this next year and then i've been uh we first time I've ever been on an airplane was get on it to go to <laughs> or, or uh, Africa, uh, so it it was a it's an experience. Wow. And that right there, that was, so you took a far trip your first time. Oh yeah, sixteen yeah. hours. <laughs> I bet that was a stressful plane ride. Uh, it's not too bad. Really not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you eat you some melatonin gummies, you'll be fine. <laughs> it was- <laughs> you'll sleep yeah, like a baby. I, one of my biggest things one of my biggest goals is to bring some of those old traditions that specifically in my family that we had like little things like bringing rabbit hunting back like around here it seems like rabbit hunting is such a dying passion that you know you can only find one real good rabbit dog around here whereas when I was really young every single person in my family had at least one good rabbit dog where you're having eight to ten dogs that are running rabbits with 20 plus guys now you can't hardly put together five guys to get a good rabbit hunt going and just, you know, going back down to Alabama, everybody that I, we went with has either died off or is getting extremely old and is unable to do the trips and stuff like that. So it's like trying to get some of the younger guys back into doing some of those things is something that I've really been trying to get a push for and, and doing. Yeah. I, uh, and yeah I, not, not, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, that's, my grandfather was a rabbit hunter, big time rabbit hunter, and 
I think that that that's even died off here a lot. You still got your rabbit hunters, but our habitat has changed. It ain't that we ain't got the rabbits. It's hey, now you, all you got is a cutover that's ten years old, and you got to walk through briars up to your eyeballs um, and walls of them, and, and it's kind of pushed people out. I think that's one thing that's pushed people out. But the fast-paced lifestyle, of course, has pushed people away from it, and. Our focus yeah. is on the three yeah. major Alabama briars are a lot different than Ohio briars. <laughs> I can I can vouch for that. The three major animals are whitetail, yeah. turkeys, I can and waterfowl. Vouch for that. Right. Yep. And you know what? That's funny. Is I could I would I would agree that that's probably the same thing here in Ohio. <laughs> I mean, whitetail, turkey, and waterfowl. That's that's probably the three top here too. Yeah, and I yep. and I love doing both of them, uh, but waterfowl's kind of got ridiculous uh, over since when I started when I was a kindergartner, uh, going with my uncle and my dad, and before it got real big, and we actually go hunt, and now they just people just go. Um, that's changed, and then turkey hunting's got so big. Um, we used to lease a lot of turkey land and just hunt Alabama for turkeys. And that's one thing it's gotten ridiculous on that, that we don't lease turkey land no more. We, we just kind of, we can go what we were paying on our leases to go turkey hunt. We can go hunt on a turkey hunt and probably kill a bird in two or three days and limit out in that right. state and come back home and do yeah. whatever. But yeah. That's, that's our biggest yeah, yep. yep. It's it's so funny how stuff just rides waves. Like you said, it seems like turkey hunting is is getting real big. So, me being originally from Northeast Ohio, waterfowl hunting was a thing up there, but it was nothing like it is down here. When I moved down to Central Ohio, it is it is huge around here. Even like I have students that that ask me, "Hey, Mr. Jackson, I don't have anybody that's an adult to go." Uh, youth waterfowl hunting with me would you take me on a hunt and i'm like i don't know the first thing about waterfowl hunting but if that's what it takes to get you out there i'll sit there and chaperone for you like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh see ours, yeah. ours has got yeah, my uh i actually had to take the head coach's kids a couple weeks hmm. what happened are you st- y'all still there yeah yeah sorry right. yeah I, I, sorry i, I- I'm, I'm walking around my my side yard right now because I got no cell reception in the house with three kids screaming around. So that's why I'm I, I cut in and out a little oh, bit. No, so I apologize. No. We had something pop up, pop on, up the on the screen. screen. <laughs> I thought that we had lost everything. Yeah, but yeah, it's a uh, that's that's kind of how it's went here. It's just used to Tennessee River was the big waterfowl area. Uh, Weiss Lake over here on the east side of the state. Tennessee River more middle of the state. Uh, they ain't that far apart, but. Um, Weiss Lake, you wouldn't see hardly anybody hunting it. It was kind of a nothing, which we had we had more stipulations. You have to be in a boat and all this other junk, and they dragged the lake down mm. to nothing. But now, and we we had layout boats. Still, have got layout boats, but we don't ever hunt out of them. But they now everybody's got a layout boat or a kayak they're hunting out of, and a mud motor, they're right? And, every, and it's just gotten. It, it's gotten huge and that's one thing everybody talks about when you when you listen to our game and fish all license sales are down license sales are down 
I don't know if they're considering that license sales down from a percentage or by number because, by God, there's more people hunting now than there was when I was in school. And especially turkey hunters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I, hey, we got more people. And, you know, it's it's – Go ahead. <laughs> oh no, go ahead. I I, oh. I I cut out you cut out one of us. Uh, but yeah, they, I think it, hey, we got more people. Our percentages down, but that number's got to be going up because I ain't ever in my life. I can remember Turkey Expo not being near as big as it was, and now by Lord, Ooh. it is packed. Oh yeah, real packed. <laughs> Fun, but packed. <laughs> yeah it's 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 so funny how things are just going in fads like like what's the new big thing to do and and this is what but it's also an awesome thing too oh, like yeah. to see new people getting into different types of hunting not just whitetail not just rabbit like and even for me personally like last year i went on my first pheasant hunt ever and had a had a blast i mean it was a great time and it's something i know for a fact i'm going to want to do next year or this coming up season um and probably for years on. I mean, I've, it, it was a great time. Something I've never done before in my life. I really never have bird hunting, hunted anything in my life. And to go out and pheasant hunt with a whole bunch of buddies was, was awesome. Yeah, that's, that is so much. I, I like doing it. I like introduce, I like seeing young people or even older people getting into it, period. Because that's the future of it and that. But, guys, I think we've been on here almost an hour. <laughs> Uh, i don't like cutting things <laughs> short but when your wife's coming in telling that supper's ready and i imagine uh, my exactly si my sister is yeah. here too so we'll be getting her uh pretty soon telling us that supper's ready i'm sure she's texting me but i ain't got no service <laughs> <laughs> that's one good thing in our new shop we do not have any service not so. a freaking lick. <laughs> nobody can bother us <laughs> and, which is nice <laughs> Until they come slinging the door open down here. But, man, guys, we have enjoyed having y'all on. Uh, it sh I, I wouldn't mind y'all shoot me your phone numbers and whoa, uh, send us some pictures of y'all's kill, kills this year, and we'll share them on our pages too. Cause, and if y'all are ever interested oh, in coming down here. We most definitely will keep, keep in touch with you guys. That's for sure, for sure. Yeah, if y'all are interested hey, in ever coming that. down. We appreciate this. We'll, we'll. We we bow fish a we try to bow fish a whole lot. Kind of slowed down the past two years. I had a baby last year, and now he's one. And then we went to Africa, so that kind of cut into a lot of things. But uh, we try to fish a lot too, and even hunting. We've we've got one of our show sponsors is out of Michigan, and they come down and hunt with us. About they've came down once so far out of two years, so that we try to get them down when they can. That's awesome. So that's awesome. awesome. Well, we'll have to try to get something together then. We'll we'll get you guys contact information and stay in touch because we would definitely enjoy that. All right. Well, we appreciate yes, having sure. you all on, and um, good luck this year's yeah. season. Thank you. Hey, well, thank um, you very can much. I, can, I, you. can I make a can I make a request real quick? Oh yeah. Um, I, I since, since all of us here are, are friends and everything, um, that buddy I kind of mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, um, he's actually in the hospital right now with uh. Uh, viral meningitis um we don't know exactly how he got it or what but he's he's in the icu unit down in uh, columbus he's uh 
he's my he's my best friend and i know what i think we all believe in the power of prayer and everything so if you guys could keep him in uh in your thoughts that'd be uh oh oh yeah what if, uh... yeah that, that, that'd be great if we could do that well let, let's close out by doing this uh i'll let noah uh say a prayer start or take us to prayer and uh then we'll we'll close out by that way and uh we'll if everybody on here will keep him in the prayers and we'll ask for prayer for him at church this Sunday too. So I'll let Noah take us away here. What'd you say his name that was again? I greatly appreciate it. His name is Wesley. Wesley. All right. Here we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and for all your many wonderful blessings, dear Lord. And just thank you for letting us come on the air and be and talk to these guys that are true Christians and share the passions that we do, dear Lord. Just be with Wesley. We just lift him up in, in our prayers and, just pray that your healing hand just sweep over him, dear Lord. Just go with us on our ways. Bless these guys and everything that they do. In your holy name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, guys. Uh, Amen. Amen. We will close out. Thank with you that. guys so much. I, I appreciate y'all being on. I know it's, we've been talking about getting y'all on since May. <laughs> but I understand y'all's schedules and our <laughs> schedules too. We, we got slow on doing podcasts there for a little bit. And we starting back up real for good. A, so. a long bit. Yeah, a long you bit. Know, if, we, if we can get back together postseason and, and get a postseason recap, that'll work out awesome too. Uh, yeah, I love it. Yep. We would love to sure. have y'all back on. Really enjoyed it. Thank y'all guys. Thank, Thank you very, very much. much. You guys enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. Yep. All right, everybody. I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode of the Wrecking Crew podcast. That was through his sights outdoors. Go check him out on Instagram. And as always, give our sponsors some love on social media. Buy their products. Three Rivers Coffee Company, Cirrus Wind Indicators, Conviction Game Calls, Rectifier Choke Tubes, and Apex Protein Snacks. We'll see you all back next week.